And nobody would have known I buried him under the floorboards if it weren't for my pesky neighbor. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelorette recap, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I am uh, in, in Ottawa. That's the housekeeping. Yes, we're in Ottawa. And as a result, I'm backed up. <laughs> like clockwork. Yeah, increasingly as you travel, you, you encounter issues in that department. Yeah. So I think you're, you're a little grumpy this morning. A little grumpy. Yeah, you want some relief that you haven't found quite yet. Yeah, you know, like when I was a kid... Sometimes I, I'd get backed up and I'd, and I'd be grumpy and I wouldn't know why. And I still oh. wouldn't know why after it was resolved. Yeah. But now I figured it out as, an, as, a, as a middle-aged man that that actually <laughs> does make you grumpy. Isn't it weird to think that you're middle-aged? Actually, I'm nearing... You're I'm kind of mu- middle-aged. Yeah, we're all middle-aged. I don't, I'm like, you're middle-aged. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I'm fine. <laughs> I'll, always, I'll always be more middle than you. Yeah, I'm fine with that. It's funny that you mentioned being backed up because that's one of my most salient memories from being on the show. Well, that's a really... Uh, it's a great memory. <laughs> Everyone was. So, so you were constantly backed up. The Every whole no, time. it wasn't just me. It's like everyone because the food, everything was off schedule. Yeah, and you're traveling constantly, constantly and you're traveling, not sleeping well. You're not eating out. consistently. And from what we were told by production, that happens every season. So you can assume that everyone you're watching on TV, if they're traveling, there's probably a lot of being backed up. See, this is the BTS that people <laughs> want to know about. Kind of gives you a little heart for them, doesn't it? Now I know why they're all so grumpy. Okay, shall we get recapping mental? Let's do it. Okay, so season 20, Mentel All, Jesse Palmer, who's proving to be a real pro at this. He's so good. Yeah, Did he's he really take good. classes? I mean, I know he's been on ESPN. I but think he's, yeah, he's just well-greased. I always he am what he's doing. I want to see, I'm, I'm like watching him so carefully yeah. to see if he, you know, I watch him the way I watch close-up magic. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to find it this time. I'm going to see where he does. And he never screws up. No, he really doesn't. And we laughed at when they showed his age. It's like Jesse Palmer, comma, 44 host. And Is that it's a like, joke? Why? I don't know why they feel the need to do this. They didn't do it with Chris joke. Harrison. Is it a joke? Okay, Jesse says something about Jerry. Oh, God. Gary. Gary? Is it's, it Gary or Jerry? It's Gary, but it's spelled Jerry. And every time I look, because I spell it correctly in my notes, and then I see it and I say Jerry. So I'm sorry. Gary the Bachelor. I think it's Jerry. No, it's Gary. Are you sure? Oh, it's Gary. Like pronounced like Gary, like G-A-R-Y. Well, yeah, but Okay, so just think Gary. Don't thanks, think Gary. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> Thanks for the pep talk. Okay, so he talks about asking Gary later about fantasy suites, and everyone laughs at this. Yeah, I we mean, we found this a little ageist. What's wrong with? I mean, Jerry is in. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Gary looks better than a lot of forty-year-olds. Mm-hmm. So why is it funny that Gary's having sex? And you know what? People are so sensitive about all these ists. You know, mm-hmm. is that not ageist? Is that not the ultimate epitome of ageism? Yeah. It's like, oh, you're 71 <laughs> and you're having sex. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So at this tell-all are Spencer, Adrian, Peter, John, James, Caleb B, John Henry, Michael, Aaron S, Brayden, Xavier, Tanner, and Sean. So indeed, Aaron B did exchange Fiji or exchange sorry tell all for Fiji as That's we discussed last week. That's an amazing trade. A great trade yeah and we get our usual recap of the season and this is mainly starring Brayden and we marveled here at how a recap of a season of The Bachelorette could include so little of the actual Bachelorette and as things hype up towards the end of this recap Sean calls Brayden literally a cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Got to fact check that. <laughs> and, and don't show up at Mental All. You're not invited. Oh, what mm. a good soundbite. Okay, yeah. this is all pretty predictable. It's the guys piling on Brayden for quote unquote questioning charity, which I mean, if you watched our recaps this season, we did not feel that's what he did. Mm. I actually think he's within his right to be like, I want to see her off. Of course. And to suggest that you want to see someone off or not as the bachelorette, I don't think automatically insinuates that they're being on or fake. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, I 100% agree. It's kind of like, you know, I know Xavier committed some fouls, yeah. but one thing he did do, which he was he was really crucified for, yeah. was saying, I need to see more, uh-huh. meaning I want to see you in the fantasy suite. Yeah. But I believe what Xavier was saying was, I want to see you off camera. Yes, Totally. 100%. Yeah. I, re- I remember the first time I got to see Juan Pablo off camera, like truly off camera. Yeah. And 
It was when we were, it was on my second one-on-one date. I hope people aren't bored when I give these anecdotes because I no, never want to sound. they love okay. anecdotes. I just, if you hate it when I tell you stories from my season, you can tell me and then I'll stop they reading They tell them. everything that they hate about us on the internet. <laughs> There's plenty of resources okay. for you to find out okay. what they this hate. Is this not, is not one of okay. them. So it was at the tail end of my second one-on-one in Miami. We were on this island and then we got boated back to the mainland mm. and on the, this boat ride, it was the evening and there was, we, for some reason there was a delay. We couldn't make it back. And so we had to sit there unattended for like half an hour without cameras or mics. I remember being like, I couldn't believe it. There was no one listening to what we were saying. It was a magical moment, honestly. You probably got to know him like a hundred times better in that half hour than you did the whole rest of the show. It was a very telling half hour. And not in a bad way, by the way. It was like, wow, like let's let's take advantage of every minute. I can see why you would want... Okay, we're getting caught up on the wrong thing No, but you know, in thinking about this, if I was with you while you were the Bachelorette Mm -hmm. and it was us... This is a little far-fetched, but let's just just go with me here. Yeah. It would be like a dystopian nightmare to be with you while you were the Bachelorette. It would be even worse with you because you would be all different and weird. Oh, I would be way worse. (laughs) I'd be the worst ever. I wouldn't be anything like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, so I guess this is all to say that we don't, I mean, once again, people have heard us say this, we don't think that Brayden did much wrong. The most noticeable thing about this segment is really the choppy editing. The editing throughout this tell-all was a little questionable. It's like they wanted to include certain arguments, but then they cut the connective And they just went to like applause. Yeah. It was like, yeah, so that was it. Yeah, applause tended to be like the default insertion. We couldn't even figure out whether Xavier or Aaron S were team Brayden because they started arguing about something and we weren't even sure what was said. So this was just a little chaotic. Mm. And now there's a discussion over Brayden having used the term classless. And this was pretty validating. Yeah. For I mean, for us. (laughs) Just us. It's always about us. Yep, that's right. But yeah, we felt if he had used the word, it was about the device. About production. Yeah, the device of her having this longest kiss record breaking thing. But it turns out they couldn't even find the footage. And I love that they included that. I like that too. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, they keep trying to come at Brayden. And he keeps coming back with more evidence that everybody is wrong. You you know what I would have liked to have seen is that message show up and we'd be able to see the guy's reactions, including Adrian's. Yeah. The one who claimed that he had used that word. I felt cheated. James says Brayden's issue is that he's too honest and wears weird earrings and he doesn't see the big deal. Thank you. Yeah. That's how we that, that sums it up. We don't have to say anything more. And now what is supposed to be a segment about Sean in Oceanside. <laughs> they kept talking about Oceanside. I kept laughing. Wait, what was your song again? I don't remember. But someone, not someone, many people accused me of ripping off. Um, it sounded like another song. It's uh, like Rod Stewart. Have I told you lately that I <laughs> yeah, love yeah, you? Yeah. Is that what it sounded yeah. like? Oh. This segment becomes about a guy named Peter. Uh, Sean says something and then Peter's like, whoa, 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 about what he was saying. And then Caleb B is like, who are you? He ridicules him here. Yeah, I think Caleb B made the mistake. I don't, this was just poor showing on his part. Caleb B, yeah. yeah first it was of all, not it was a good just, look. It was not a good look. But it, I th- think he also made the mistake of assuming that the whole world is on an inside joke. Or that he his execution was funnier than it was. Like, if you're going to be that mean, you've got to be that funny. Oh, he was and Caleb B's not funny. He was a 10 mean and a 1 funny. Exactly. He was like, yeah. who are you? Oh, it's that guy. It's, yeah. It was like, come mm. on, he's WWF? He's got to be funnier than that. Mm. So apparently there was a post-filming public cast Zoom call where the cast Zoomed. And then I don't know what happened, but then they posted their headshots on Instagram. And then there was a little FP at the bottom of everyone's captions. And this was meant to mean fuck Peter. I like the way they blacked out F on the (laughs) FP. Like we couldn't handle it. Yeah. We could talk about people having sex with like three or four people yeah, in two three nights, days in a row, but God yeah. forbid I see an F. So it turns out Brayden had told Peter what this meant. Yeah. And of course, people are upset at Brayden for doing this instead of being like, oh, that was kind of a crappy thing for us all to do. Xavier somehow thought it was a good thing to say that it was an inside joke <laughs> and nobody would have known it was against Peter if it weren't for Brayden. Yeah. And nobody would have known I buried him under the floorboards if it weren't for my pesky neighbor. <laughs> Yeah, the whole segment's very weird. I imagine Peter is 
must be annoying in some way for all these guys to be so annoyed with him with so little time with him. I really trust Aaron S for some reason. I really mm. like Aaron S. I mean, he was my wild card in episode one. I always feel that he speaks truth. Yeah. And he gave the one what felt like a relevant example of what made Peter annoying, which was that he asked about endorsement deals. Yeah. Instead, sure. it was just all this like, yeah, so like we spent time together and suddenly everyone's saying, fuck Peter. Yeah. It's like, why? Why? We need more information than that. Yeah. I, I feel like maybe some stuff Peter was doing was tongue in cheek and he got sort of chastised for that. I'm not sure. Yeah. We'll never know. This was just not a good look. There was not enough context. It didn't feel like we knew enough about him to be hating on him. And so the guys just looked really petty and mean. It, I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's possible that he does really suck. And if I met him for a while, I would also put FP, maybe on my <laughs> Facebook profile. Yeah. But oh, I didn't get it. Or bleep P. Yeah. yeah. No F. <laughs> okay, so now it's Brayden's hot seat. We get the usual recap. And Brayden, I wrote, should be on payroll because of how much content he has provided this mm -hmm. season. Brayden basically says it was never about charity. He thinks she's amazing. It was the experience and the drama that got to him, which tracks with what he said on the show. Yeah. It tracks with people generally leaving like yep. the times that I thought about leaving it was really the experience that was getting to me and then in the end I left because I was like okay the thing that was keeping me here also I don't feel <laughs> confident in right but yeah nothing Brayden does and I I, I don't, almost don't even want to talk about it because people are like stop talking about Brayden but we're recapping the show and the show always wants to it's talk always about Brayden if yes. you don't talk about Brayden what else is what there? are we recapping yeah it's annoying to me how they have to dance around and of course they have to do this but they have to dance around production so every time John accuses Brayden of stealing his precious minutes that could have let him stay another week or whatever it's like we know that Brayden was sent in by producers at that exact time yeah. and it sounds like he stood there for a while listening to their conversation As we, we said yes it looked like that was obvious he was polite he's like oh they did this to me yes they wanted me to interrupt His John while he's kissing but yes. I'm not going to I'm going to sit back and I'm going to let him finish. Then I'm going to do my thing. Yeah. His face when he entered that room said it all. He was like, oh. Yeah. It's a trap. <laughs> yeah. It's the face you have when it's a trap. Yes. It's like, you know, in like Jurassic Park where the guy, like he thinks he has the sight on that velociraptor. <gasps> yes. He's like clever and he's girl. He's like, uh, and then he smells the, the guy's like right next to yeah, him, yeah. his sister. And, yeah, yeah. The dinosaur sister. The dinosaur sister. <laughs> there was a, yes, the woman dinosaur sister. <laughs> Doesn't he say, clever girl? Yeah, he says, yeah, he's, he's so badass. Yeah, like yeah. when you're about to die to yeah. have a good line like yeah. that. I'm very impressed with that. Oh, I, mean, I love actor, that scene. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, ah, clever girl. Yeah, I love that scene. So it shows respect for the creature that yeah, outsmarted he, him. He feels honored to be eaten by this velociraptor. It was an honorable fight. The question is, would you rather be eaten by a velociraptor or a T-Rex? T-Rex? Yeah. Is that a real question? Okay, I was just, just the joking. problem with a T-Rex is he might swallow you whole, in which case then you're just... I don't know how that goes down. Yeah. I've always wondered what gets you first if you get swallowed whole by an animal. I'll tell you, if there's a mean animal in the world, uh -huh. it's a Komodo dragon. Okay. There's these goats. I don't know. I don't know. There's all these goats who live on the island and they eat them and pigs too. And they eat them whole. Ooh. They literally swallow them. And Maybe always, they suffocate first. I hope. I hope it's quick. Yeah. But I'm always worried. Like what's going on there? Yeah. Like I'd rather just get like eaten in half by a T-Rex or a Velociraptor. I'd rather... Uh, two velociraptors rip me apart uh -huh. then a t-rex swallow me uh-huh <laughs> all right have we gone to the bottom of this i love here how brayden clarifies there was no driver in the van when aaron said hit the gas yeah i like that so too if he said that to yeah, nobody he's this like was no funny. no you were acting and something about that it was the perfect dig against aaron perfect. it was just i'm stating a fact and you can piece that together however you want to. And there's to. no piecing it together. There's no response. <laughs> yes. What is he going to say? Oh, well, I was saying it figuratively. Yeah. Or I didn't see that there wasn't a driver. Yeah, right. Okay, so this wraps with Brayden giving Jesse Palmer clip on dangly earrings. Funny. Which look shockingly yeah, good on him, great. actually. Yeah. And Jesse reveals that Brayden will be on Paradise, which is not shocking. No. And we see footage of him in Paradise with Cat Izzo, which um, makes us think, obviously, that they cannot end up together. Yeah. But I thought it was cute how Cat appreciated Braden's Yeah. I mean, they look good together. They do. I just really don't think they're going to end up together. Good making out. Yes. Yeah, I felt the little heat. Oh, it was a good kiss. Oh, yeah. 
Cat Izzo. We mm. liked Cat. Yeah. She got a bit of a villain at we we tend to come to the defense of villains. I, I just think villains are inappropriately portrayed on the show. Once Often. in a while they are. Yeah. There's once in a while there's obvious villains. Yeah. Everyone hates them. Mm-hmm. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they just say, like, you know, we don't have a good villain. Let's pick this interesting person. Yes. We agreed, Andy, that Brayden's gonna go from so-called villain to fan favorite. Absolutely. From <laughs> Countdown. The I told you so is in the oven. It's 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 set at 350. <laughs> And it is, the crust is slowly browning. That's yeah. all I want to say. And you say this with confidence after confidence. We, what we went through with Thomas. Oh, yeah. so we Such pretty- a bad guy. Yeah. So horrible. <laughs> We're going to be right in the A lot of love he gets now on the gram. <laughs> okay, can I just say, if we end up being right again, that Brayden somehow becomes a fan favorite and everyone's like, oh, we had him all wrong. It just wasn't the environment for him. That the third time around, people can stop hating on us mm. for not hating on a villain. Isn't it people hate on us for not hating on the person they want us to hate on? Well, they just hate on us for not agreeing with them. Oh, yeah. That's what people <laughs> like to hate on the internet. They hate if we don't agree with them or yeah. you say something they don't agree with. We're the worst people in the world. Yeah. But that's fine. That's the way the internet works. I respect it. It is an ecosystem. But the difference between Thomas situation and Braden's situation is people didn't have time to really own their hatred of Thomas. Yeah. It was quick. They were like, wait, did I hate Thomas? Yeah. I think I did. And then suddenly they're like, oh, wait, Thomas, he's so tall and handsome and wonderful. <laughs> Did I hate him? I think I did. <laughs> yeah. Should I start leaving comments on the internet? No, no, wait, wait. No, 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 no comments on this one. Yeah, because uh, Katie, Katie just sent him home. Katie just sent him home. He was gone anything. before they had time yes. to really own it, to, to be like, this is part of who I am. I am a hater of Thomas. <laughs> With Braden, however, yeah. he passed that threshold. The people owned the hatred. It's just now part of them. Yeah. So when they have now been proven wrong, I'm going to say, after this, after this mental... I'm taking the I told you so. I don't care. Oh, no, just, it'll be after paradise. Okay, fine. You're, you're right. It'll be fully after paradise. Uh-huh. Right now, it's, it's as I said. It's, it's in bacon. the oven. It's in the oven. Yeah. But they have now, it's part of their body. It's like an organ. It's like, it's like their pancreas. <laughs> yeah. So when someone says, I don't like your pancreas. <laughs> no, it's my, it's oh, in my body. Oh, the hatred is part of them. It's part of them. So they can't just back off and be like, you know what? You're right. I was wrong. They can't. It's too late. They now have to, they have to double down. So it's over. No one's going to come. Only a very small minority of people Uh, are going to come and say, you know what? I was wrong. Okay, so let's move on to another person people hate, and that's Xavier in the hot seat. This is, of course, the recap of his time on the show is very cheating, conversation focused. It's mainly about that. And Xavier says bringing up his past was him wanting to be so honest with her and the conversation did not go in any way as he had planned and he didn't do a good job of making her feel like she was the only woman for him. I mean, (laughs) he gets an A plus on his recap. Yeah, (laughs) definitely an understatement. Xavier told her he loved her right before getting in the car. I don't know how I missed this. We he did not mention this last week. I, I we were distracted by something else, I, and I totally shame on us. I don't know how that happened, but I totally get that situation. Oh you yeah, realize you, it's your hail mary. Yeah, you re, you realize you screwed up completely. I've, I think I've actually done this before. <laughs> and you're just but like, I love you. you're like, okay, all right. It's like it, you know what it is. It erases. It's like that thing you're, you know the thing where you draw the guy's face on the thing and then you rip the paper up when you're like five years old. Yeah, yeah. What's that called? Oh, etch a sketch. Etch a sketch. Yeah, and you rip. I just ripped that love. I love you. I think is going to be a rip the thing off uh-huh. but it's not it's just oh over. you want a clean slate yeah yeah what's the problem with that is i think sometimes that can be manipulative or be perceived as manipulative sure, and yeah. charity i think rightly pointed that out later but i asked i actually also think that some people when they realize they're suddenly faced with the like the chance of losing the person they're like they just oh, let it all out he, and it actually is true it's, i think it's z- often too late though xavier's confused guy he doesn't know what he wants no like he, he, he was, he's like i'm gonna be really honest then he's like wait this is working i'm gonna be super honest <laughs> he's like oh that's too honest xavier that's too honest yeah and then he was like i was too honest mm-hmm. and now i'm gonna tell her i love her he was he was all over the place yeah he needs time i think xavier needs time to sort of find yeah. what he's looking for yeah in life. i agree he's you know he's young at the end of the day i can picture xavier being the kind of guy who spends another 10 years dating yeah and will probably learn a lot about himself i think he may need to he's an unfinished sweater (laughs) 
<laughs> he says one of his biggest fears is his feelings not being reciprocated. He had said that on their first date together. And he said him telling her he was falling in love with her at the end of his hometown and not hearing it back. Those fears arose in him again and Xavier says he was in love with her it was difficult to move on the feelings didn't just go away he thinks of their time together every day he has started therapy to work on himself you missed an important part he's crying while he's making um things of yarn (laughs) what do you call that he talks about the crying later oh sorry (laughs) I I was touched I, I really feel like at that moment there should have been a cutaway to a cartoon of Xavier crying oh, while making a sweater. I picture Aaron B. would like film himself doing that to provide footage. Oh, <laughs> oh there would be a totally produced film of him sewing oh, like, that rose. Yeah. Or sorry, yarning, knitting. Yeah. God, why can't I? You know what it is? It's the same thing as window and mirror. Yeah. I have an issue. I sometimes I have to think. We've talked about this on, on the Q&A or something. Yeah. I have to think before I say window or mirror. Uh-huh. It never goes away. Yeah. It's the same thing with sewing and knitting. I'm I, never going to do it wait, again. But for me, it's east and west. Okay. That's a little more logistical. <laughs> but I get that too. No, it just takes me a second. I totally get that. No, I totally get that. Okay. So he has started therapy to work on himself. He wants Charity to be happy. But of course, how does Charity feel about him? No. So now Charity arrives wearing a red mini dress with strong Boom. statement shoulders yeah. and long sleeves and a very deep plunge. Oh, my God. I loved this. Me too. Her hair was side parted and to one side it was down. Of course, would I have preferred some sort of an up or I mostly up some sort of a big PowerPoint tail? I would have personally, but she still looks really gorgeous. Like, I think that she made the hair down work. It's just that. To me, this dress was about the shoulders yeah. and... And the red. Yeah, and the red. And you always notice, you have a thing men, about men red dresses. Men are suckers for red. Is I think true? it's pretty universal. Yeah, All men? No, not all men. I, I would never generalize that much. I'd say 75% of men are a little bit suckers for red. You, for some reason, if I wear red, you're like, wow. Yeah, I'm like, really? Red doesn't look better on no, me than the next color. It's blood. It's the color of blood. It, it brings out, like, passion. Really? Yeah. I, I, sh- I should put more red in my wardrobe, I guess. I don't have much. Yeah, but it's it's also obvious. Now that I've gotten older, when I look at someone who has like a really shocking red dress on, I'm like, wow. But then I'm like, wait a minute. It's red. Don't be fooled. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's the life lesson you've learned. <laughs> it's red. Keep your wits about you. <laughs> you've been here before, Andy. <laughs> I really love how Charity didn't fall into the trap that I feel sometimes people do when they go on these live shows, which is looking really different. Yeah. Like, I, I love that she made a statement, but she still looked like her. You know what I mean? How some people come on totally. all these oh, months later yeah. and you're like, they look good, but like they don't look like themselves. It's like they got, they got like a new wardrobe director. Yeah. Too much makeup, too much hair, too much outfit. Charity looked like Charity. She still looked you, gorgeous, but she was still making a statement. It was really lovely. Can I tell you something about Charity? I, I, I'm going to make a call here. What? I think Charity is a diva in hair and makeup and wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, Charity, no, trust We have a dress for you. You're going to love this. She's like, No. <laughs> I am not. I'm wearing this. You only feel that way because of what we learned about her night one dress, about how oh, subconsciously, like, a day before she right. was like, actually, I want strapless oh, you're instead right. of halter. Isn't it funny how the brain works? Like I don't, in a million years, you could have had me get water torture. I never would have remembered that memory, <laughs> but it drove that comment I just made. So Charity talks to Brayden. She says she was hurt by him saying he wanted to see her, quote, off and she gave him her true authentic self and she was hurt by the things that he had said to the other guys Braden says from the beginning he wasn't sure it was the environment for him he just really liked her and he said that when he's asked questions about how he's feeling it's not his best suit keeping them to himself and she kind of like rolled her eyes at this but this ends amicably yeah it's like she appreciates the purpose Brayden served on her season almost. Yeah. And we all know, I think, that Brayden was never going to be her final guy. Mm-hmm. And I will say this. Oh, my God. I sound like you. That's something you say. We, we've taken each other's things. Oh, what's my thing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you've just taken my things. You know, sometimes we'll be out in public and you'll do a thing that I do. And I'll be like, "That's she shouldn't do that. <laughs> 
No, because I don't like it in me. Oh. Like you'll do a thing. I'm like, oh no, that thing that I don't like about me is rubbed off on her. Oh no. So I wish, look at the inventory you have, pick something else. Oh no. Next time point it out immediately. Yeah. I think, I think sometimes you do things that I do. We that, spend too much time together. Yeah, we do. We Way got, too we much gotta, time. We got to start taking some vacations from each other. <laughs> but I will say this. To me, Brayden, like there are way worse versions of a Brayden on other people's sure. seasons. Like you always want someone like this who, you know, creates so much content for you to have and is the reason why you're tuning in week after week, even if it's to hate on him. It's eliciting some kind of an emotion in sure. you, but you don't want it to go too far. And so I think he left at the right time because if it reaches like hometowns, then you're just like, okay. Yeah, We need something new to sink our teeth into. And for me, the ultimate example of this going wrong is Corinne on Nick's season. Mm. I always thought Corinne was too much of a player on Nick's season. She never should have made to hometowns. Like it became too much. It's when the beast becomes too big. Sure. So I actually think we got the right amount of the right kind of villain, quote unquote villain yeah. with Brayden. I agree. Personally. Okay. So now we get Sean. And of course, Sean, he's so special. He's like, can I come up there? And no one says yes, and he just goes and sits up in the hot seat. Now, what if Brayden did that? Oh, my God. Such a good point. Hmm. If Brayden had done that, everyone would be like groaning, rolling their eyes. Why is Sean allowed to do that? And Why is rightfully- Sean allowed to not be villainized on the show at all? I mean, I agree. Sean, to me, actually, I think on another season or without Brayden around would have been the villain. Absolutely. I don't think he quite has the self He wasn't entertaining enough. Braden was more entertaining. It's so true. Okay, so he goes and sits there and aggressively kisses Charity's ass here. With no content. It yeah. was just like oh. like plain vanilla ass kissing. Oh, I, honestly, this stuff drives me nuts. It's like, what questions do you have for Charity? And he's like, oh, can I come up there? Like, it's going to be some heart to heart. Then he just proceeds to tell her how amazing she is, how wonderful she is. It was the most amazing experience of his life. They're all better men for having known her. Like, I think that the sentiment is nice but the performative nature of this this is in the context of him having a question for her about their relationship and there he was never invited into the hot seat it just felt like Mm. okay now let me please i've been training for this it felt so performative Mm. i do not like that sean i do not (laughs) like him on a boat i do not like him on a plane (laughs) okay continue i don't know the rest no go you can rhyme i do not like him in a house (laughs) I do not like him with a mouse. Mm-hmm. I do not like him in a field. I do not like him unpeeled. <laughs> it's not going well. Thankfully, Sean is kicked out of the hot seat. I do like this about Jesse. Yeah. He's like, what the, what the heck, yeah, dude? He's making fun in the correct places these days. Totally agree. John is asked if he has any questions, and he does a thing that I always wish people wouldn't do, which is he's like, well... I was surprised to be let go in Skamania and, you know, what happened. Like, when you're let go and you're let go with, like, six or seven people ahead of you, it's okay. Like, yeah. You don't need to ask a question. I agree. It's just called rejection. I, I, I concur. <laughs> and Charity says what she can only say, which is that it was nothing he did, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so now Xavier, hot seat. He's actually formally invited into the hot seat. Well, this seat. is a proper hot seat. Yeah, and you know Sean is, like, yeah. grumble, grumble. And the seat is warm from Sean. <laughs> yeah. Xavier says he denounces cheating. He never thinks it's okay. He can be that faithful person. And it didn't come out the right way. So he had a lot of time to think about this. Yes. And he said the right things. Yeah. Well, Charity, I mean, she rolls up her long sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> she says she would have wanted to know that sooner. She would not have taken him to Fiji at all because she would have known, had they had that conversation sooner, had he revealed the cheating thing sooner, that he wasn't ready. I think she's within her right to say this. This is definitely one of those, like we got a lot of that in the comments. People are like, he'd waited too long to bring it up. I think you could also argue that he didn't wait too long because it would have been a lot crappier if he had waited till after overnights. But it's like... You know, that would have been super crappy. I agree. He should have brought it up sooner. It was execution here. Yeah. His execution here was terrible. I also think there was an element to Xavier, though, where he didn't think he was going to make it as far as he did. Yeah, I think and he was He was like, he was a deer in headlights. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, am I really going to go like, this is it? I'm going to win the Bachelorette? Yeah, like, or make horrible. it quite far. I think yeah. that he made it further than he expected to, and even further than Charity expected to bring him, honestly. And so it was one of those things where suddenly they're at overnights and he's like, uh-oh, I, I really need to tell her this. But depending on your bias towards Xavier, like obviously we have a heart for Xavier in this, which people had an issue with. Huh, just <laughs> but, a little. 
<laughs> but you know, you can either look at that through that lens, which is like, you know, things got away from him and you know, he, this is his first time in the situation. He brought it up when he, when he realized he needed to. And other people, if they're looking at him through this more evil lens, would be like, oh, he waited too long. He was stringing her along. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you could argue either side. It was, it was way more nuanced than people want to make this seem. What he did was a very sloppy execution yes. of somebody who's stressed out, uh -huh. not saying what they mean necessarily, possibly exaggerating yeah. their improprieties yeah. because they kind of want out. Uh -huh. They're looking for the exit. And he said something that had no could not have a response. That was my big issue. Is that what do you what is Charity supposed to say when he says, "I don't know, I I, don't, I can't promise you, I'm not yeah, going to cheat yeah, on you." Yeah. What is she supposed to say? She's like, "Okay, okay well, <laughs> let's let's roll the dice." Totally. You know, so he he clearly screwed up. It's no, but you have but to. But no one would admit he screwed up more than himself. That's the thing. It's like you have to you have to appreciate humanity. Like people go after people. For being human. Yeah, and, and as then though they, they've never done a shitty thing as, ever in their yeah, life. Yeah, he who cast the first stone. Yeah. Like, give me a break. You know, I once, when I was a kid, my favorite book was Ferdinand the Bull. It was about this bull, like a bull, not a cow, a bull. And he was supposed to be in bullfights, but he didn't want to be in bullfights. He oh. just wanted to sit under this tree and just sort of like watch the bees flying around and just enjoy the sun. Oh. And no matter what they did to try to make him bullfight, he would never do it. He would not run. He would not go after the cape. Oh, that sounds like such a good book for oh, you. Oh, it was as a delightful. Child. It shaped my life. Maybe a little too much. <laughs> I went too far to that. Too far. But I feel like Xavier is Ferdinand. Like it's like they wanted him. They're like, go do this, mm -hmm. win the Bachelorette. Yeah. And he freaked out. Mm. He said things. He probably is less of a cheater than he made himself oh, seem. Totally, totally. He was just like trying to be that yeah. honest. Oh, and by the way, cheating is bad. <laughs> We know cheating is bad. Yeah, yeah. Under no circumstances is cheating good. Yes. This has been a public service oh, yeah, announcement. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for addressing that. Xavier says when getting married, there's a fear that it's not the right person, a fear of commitment. And she agreed. And he allowed that to consume him instead of allowing himself to hone in on what was beautiful about being with her. I think this is extremely honest. Yeah. You know, I think the people that tend to get cast on this show are the other kind, the people who hone in too much on what's beautiful about being with the person. Person, and that's what allows them to fall to the point where the rug is pulled out so aggressively from yeah, under them. Sure. But once in a while, you get a Xavier type. And I'm let me tell you, I'm a Xavier type. Like you, in that I sense. I mean, just be careful because the internet is very uh, touchy. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're a Xavier type in the sense yeah, that yeah. you act in yeah. a certain way totally. during yeah, the I, show. I need, I need disclaimers before okay. I say that. No, but it's, I really, I relate to his doubt to him questioning all the things that can go wrong and how many, you know, how much he can compare this to, which is not saying a lot because he doesn't have any other options in this scenario. I actually think he would be better served in a setting like Paradise. I agree. I just think it's more complicated than and By the some way, can, can I say too. another adult conversation, part two, this one Xavier wasn't sloppy in. Oh, he, he was, said the yes. right things. And honestly, look, give the guy a break. Yeah. Give the guy a break. He screwed up. Yeah. He screwed up in a very human way. Yeah. 50% of the presidents we've elected over the last 50 years have been known cheaters. Yeah. Known. That's the known ones that are obvious. Yeah. One did it in the White House. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so shame on us, right? Yeah. Xavier says he thinks about that conversation every day and has shed tears about it. There's your tears, Andy. And he says it was tough to share that part of himself and have it go so horribly. Yeah. This really stood out to me. I mean, as we said, cheating bad. I definitely think he did a bad thing. Apparently we did not make that expressly clear enough last mm. week but you we have subtitles yeah <laughs> you know it's tough sometimes recording it's like you have so many thoughts uh yeah. you don't necessarily word everything you want to say but I'm sure xavier felt the same way right on the spot on the spot yeah. when you can prepare oh it's so much easier to yeah. said than done it's like anytime like someone says something to you that really annoys you and like three days later, you think of the best comeback oh, ever. Oh, yeah. And everyone's like, I would have thought of that on the spot. No. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. You'd just be like, and when you can, you. <laughs> <laughs> and when you can hide behind your keyboard, you can really just log in three days later. Yeah. And Anytime the, the you sense want. of time is lost, right? Oh, yeah. 
So yeah, something about this revealing a side of yourself that you're not proud of, that you're ashamed of even. He did that. And I'm not saying that he should have expected otherwise, but you know, it really did blow up in his face in the worst way. So like we're talking millions of people calling him a terrible person. I know that if I had done that on my season with the darkest parts of myself, like that would leave me feeling pretty bad, honestly. The difference is you would have executed better. Xavier, the F he gets is on going too far and not reading the room and not really thinking about the ramifications of what he was saying. Yeah, (laughs) the bleep he gets. Yeah. (laughs) Xavier says he wishes his answers reflected the kind of man he wants to be in the future, which is, and here we get word watch one, Andy. He says, I wish my answers reflected the man that I want to be in the future, which is a faithful man to his wife. And he thanks her for allowing him in that space. He wasn't trying to just have sex with her. He wanted to hear her more and deepen the connection with her. And here we get word watch two. Xavier says, I genuinely saw you as my wife back to back yeah he says he was trying to do everything in his power to make sure she knew exactly who he was which i mm-hmm. believe like I too much so that was you know what that was was underselling absolutely he was making himself look and sound worse he was giving the worst is. part of him he was just like this is the absolute worst it can be yeah so do you still like me yeah he wanted off the show. He Let's did. be honest. I but agree. he 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 confused. You know what he did? He mixed and matched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wanted off the show, but he also did things that were well, not he, fair to charity. Like it was kind of like he did it. He confused the the objective. I agree. I think he wanted off the show, but he didn't want off dating charity. Yeah. He and he will, couldn't have both. Yes. If you want this girl, you got to stick around for the next two weeks and be ready to literally propose, commit yourself to her forever. And it's like, what if I need more time than that? But I really like the girl. It reminds me of what we've been saying about Dotton. It's like Dotton likes charity in spite of the fact that she's bachelorette, not because. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. And he, he cannot, you cannot have your cake and eat it too, especially when it comes to telling the woman you may spend the rest of your life with about all your cheating that you may do in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Xavier says he stills those feelings. It's nice to even sit next to her because the experience messed him up. Yeah, I believe it too. And now he gets up, and this was so annoying when we realized. In the previews, they made it seem like this was some fight they were having. Did you fall for it? I did. I kind of fell for it. Him getting up and leaving and Charity being shocked, but he actually goes to get her a gift, and this is a rose that he knit for her. Are you kidding me? And he gives it to her and says he hopes she found her forever person and that she's going to do great things. And what I even liked, he didn't hide it behind his back. You know who would have mm. hit it behind his back? A.B. A.B. Or Sean. I, uh, one of those two guys totally Sean, yeah. in this situation would have come out with it behind their back and been like, surprise. Xavier just went and got it and gave it to her. Yeah. You know, no there tricks. was no fanfare. Nothing. All honesty. Just yeah. like, this is what I have. I have a rose for you. It was it's right here. And it was a gesture yeah. and something he made with his hands. You know what you do? You know what putting it behind your back does? It makes it like you get credit for it. Totally. And it makes it so you're like, ha ha ha, like I'm yeah. patting myself on the back. Yeah, like, like, here's your present. Yeah, your present. Yeah, from me. Say thank you. This didn't even feel like a present. No, this was like a sorry. This was a sorry knitted rose. Yes. A sorry. A sorry. A sorry. You're in Ottawa. Say it right. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right. Charity, thanks, Xavier. And that's that. Hmm. Kind of feel good in the end yeah. somehow. Yeah. Okay. Right. Now we have unseen footage. There's the fashion show during the Barbie date. Very weak. It was clear they had built this entire clip around Caleb B making the comment, this takes balls. Unfortunately, birthday suit Ken doesn't have any. Yeah. Caleb B. Yeah. I'm not into Caleb B. I'm not that into Caleb B either. Caleb B lost me slowly. Yes. As time went on. Yeah, but I, I liked him at first. Yeah, I liked him fine at first. Yeah. But he never really blossomed. No, he's too he's too performative. I agree. W- that's w- what he does. Yeah. We have the dodgeball clip all about the guy's discomfort with their teeny tiny Speedos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah this is, I got to do that thing I do. I'm so annoying when I do this. But imagine reversing the genders. Can you imagine <sighs> no. if the girls were given teeny tiny thong bikinis? Yeah, and razors. Yeah, can you yeah oh my God, the razors. And then just the filming of them showing their discomfort at showing so much of their body and like wearing something so small and tight. Like, can you imagine? Not I couldn't even imagine that, that from like like 30 or 40 years ago. No. Okay, and then we get bloopers. The highlight for us was definitely multiple guys hitting their heads on that big that lamp. That was funny. And then Brayden being the one to say, they got a lot of low-hanging shit here. <laughs> we actually laughed out loud. Here. That was 
perfect timing. Even that, something about that was a microcosm of Braden to me. Yeah. He actually hit his head less than the other guys. They, the editing made it seem like he hit his head really hard, but he didn't really. They didn't really no, show him hitting no, their head. But, but, but they would have shown he, it. He noticed me. that it was like, oh, I just tapped my head on yeah. that. And what do you say? There's a lot of low-hanging <laughs> shit around here. Perfect thing to say. Yes. Instead of hitting it and being like, oh, like I'm not going to say anything remotely critical or could be perceived as remotely critical. You know what the thing about Brayden is? Can I sum Brayden up quickly if possible? Brayden has, if there's one to 10 of confidence, he has 10 confidence. Yes. And if there's one to 10 of flaws, he has like a two. And that combination is very unpalatable. It's hard to to correlate. Mm. And I think people see that as arrogance and self-absorption. Yes. And I do not think Brandon is those. Bra- I, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> also Brandon. He's, he's great. One of I his flaws it. is also just a lack of reading that room. You know, it takes some self-awareness that he must be lacking. Right. To, to not annoy people around you. But that's a side effect of utter confidence like he's so confident <laughs> he doesn't care yeah yeah that's a good point okay so now oh there's also a clip where jesse surprises charity and tanner making out his bigfoot all right that was poor grammar a clip where jesse dressed as bigfoot bigfoot surprises charity and tanner i can do this <laughs> this was really ugh. and it goes yeah, to show that tanner i mean yeah like he had a shot yeah <laughs> Even his makeout session. Can you imagine like Dotton and Charity getting interrupted by Bigfoot? Now we see Captain Tom. He was the one captaining that boat in the bayou. Andy, you said he's so getting laid tonight. (gasps) I mean, you gave Captain Tom your A game. He says, Miss Chastity there. You know what I love about it? I love the way he corrects himself to Charity that he's like, no, no, no. Chastity (laughs) is right. He is asked to give his rose to someone because no rose was given out on that date. And he gives his rose to Sean. (laughs) But while heading over his way, he's like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He is so great. Oh, he's good. Okay, now. He'll be back, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, He's he's basically on payroll now at ABC. He should be. So now we get Trista Sutter, Deanna Pappas, and Desiree Hardstock arriving. And we get a quick recap of their big moments on their season. And here we get Word Watch 3, because during Trista and Ryan's wedding, the officiant says, I now pronounce you husband and wife. Classic. That was a good one. Yeah, Yeah. I like that. This is just a love fest between all the women. Charity Mm. asks Trista for marriage advice, and Trista says... Little forgivenesses throughout the day. Yeah. I love this. I think it's true. I think it's true too. Yeah. Not holding grudge. What are you, what's going on over there? You? Oh, I'm just, 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 <laughs> just a lot of. What are you suggesting about the segment, I'm just, Andy? I'm just, yeah, there's they always do. These, these circle jerks. At yeah. The end of these circle shows. Jerks. Yeah. That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> okay. So now we get Gary, our golden bachelor. We learn a bit more about him. He married his high school sweetheart in 1972. Her name was Tony. And they were married for 43 years. They have two daughters, two granddaughters. Mm. And Tony was found to have a bacterial infection. This was after they had finally bought their dream home on the lake together. This is where they planned on growing old together. This was in 2017. And she had a bacterial infection in her kidneys and liver. And I said to you, Andy, isn't it crazy how that can happen? But then, Andy, you said bacteria was around first. And they were around, you know, bacteria was around two plus billion years before we were mind do you know why the sky is blue it was the bacteria's farts are you, you serious i'm kidding i'm not bacteria fart the bacteria that first came on earth farted oxygen the oxygen seeded the atmosphere without that bacteria there'd be no oxygen we breathe bacteria's farts but that's not the most amazing thing the most amazing thing is bacteria was around two plus billion billion years before anything else uh, was alive on earth yeah. think about that yeah two billion two billion yeah <laughs> and they're going to be around till the sun burns the core of the earth yeah way laughing, way past us laughing laughing at us for sure yeah okay well here we get word watch for a rather somber word watch for in gary's voiceover he says i took my wife to the emergency room we did not see that one coming yeah. that word watch and she ended up passing away shortly thereafter. And so now he lives alone in that lake house that they had, that was really her dream. This is really heartbreaking. Very cute footage here of him practicing holding the rose at a rose ceremony and his daughters and granddaughters yeah. like critiquing his seriousness. Oh, yeah. 
I love his willingness to cry on camera. Like he's very and, emotive. And cry for like very cryable things. One, I mean, he's got a heartbreak story. I tell you, I, I was holding back some tears. Yes, very moving. And, you know, it would be easy to find a guy of his generation who could not be so emotive. I don't know how they found this yeah, guy. Yeah, honestly, but we, we kind of tremendous. have a, If AI were more developed. No, when you said that, I actually for a second had to think, wait, is this AI? <laughs> Yeah, he's really perfect for the role. I cannot wait for oh, his this season. Is, this is going to be I truly the greatest season of all yes. time. Or is it the most dramatic, they say? I don't, I don't care if it's most dramatic. I think it's going to be the most real because I don't think he's capable of faking it. We are starved for something like this. Yeah. Especially this audience. I think Golden Bachelor has legs. Okay, so Gary finally arrives. He says he feels like he's the last ingredient going into a smoothie. I enjoyed this analogy, yeah, but Andy, an analogy. You, yeah, you weren't. But he had it canned. It was ready. That's okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. You prefer an analogy that's made up on the spot. Off the cuff. Well, but not, it's okay. Look, I, trust me. Not everyone has your talent. If Andy. I was, no, no, no. If I was going to be on that hot seat in oh, front yeah. of a live TV, I would have 100% had a canned analogy ready. And there's a hilarious segment now where the guys from Charity's season give Gary advice. Mm, this is uh, <laughs> something about Brayden. This is where the self awareness thing comes. Yeah, this something is, about Brayden, twenty four year old Brayden, telling Gary to just be himself. I was like, okay. You know what? I'll, I'll tell you something. Brayden held me for the whole season, and he finally <laughs> cracked with this last thing. Totally. And now he's asked if he can find a love like that twice in a lifetime. And Gary says it's not about finding a love like that. It's about finding something else. He's not looking for a love like the one he had with Tony. We're very into him. Oh, I, just, I just can't wait. He's great. Yeah. And in the preview for the rest of Charity Season now, we hear two wives, but it's previews, so it doesn't count. Oh. Just had to point that out. Okay. So now we get credits, and this is Gary meeting the guys and just generally some friendly small talk. This was, you know, just niceness. He was almost too nice, Gary. Too nice. Like almost like too. He was almost too nice. Yes. You're right. He was almost too like reverent towards these guys yeah, yeah. who I felt were undeserving of his reverence. I think he actually legitimately feels like he's with a bunch of cool guys. Like he feels like a young guy again. Oh. I get it. I mean, it's, you know, he's it's okay. the best. Okay. Yeah. Andy, do you have a winner of your A game? Need I even ask? Jerry. Got Gary. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be hard. You know, I got to remember Gary Rafferty. He sang, you know, but who's laughing? Who's laughing now? Oh, the, the sax solo was like, Oh my god, how insane How famous is a sax solo That that's what gave me that song This is one of the greatest sax solos of all time Yeah, I mean, one of It's it's the, There are other good ones don't oh, really? the, the Bruce Springsteen fans are going to be very upset. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Okay, pardon me. All right, so moving on to our word watch for wife. Mm -hmm. And how many correct guesses were there, Andy? 123. This was sort of an exciting one for us because yeah. we felt four was an interesting number. Interesting number. And Crooked. wife was an interesting word and we'd yeah. never done it in a tell-all. It was exciting. Okay, our winner of the Hello Tushy Bidet and Stool Set... <laughs> Valued at over $150 is Jamie Linder. Congratulations. Very exciting. Great prize. Good callback prize. Yeah. Please email us by this Friday at midnight to claim your prize. And Andy, have you thought about what the word for next week is? The grand finale. Finger. Ah, keeping with tradition. I don't even know why I even ask you anymore. It's always finger for always. the finale. It's mm -hmm. a good it's one. A <laughs> that should be the catchphrase. It's always finger for the finale. <laughs> so we have a very exciting brand new prize. This has been quite the season of prize shakeups. Yeah. I mean, people in the past have been like, can we get like different prizes? Isn't that funny that people ask yeah, that? Like, it's like we're giving away something yeah, every this week. This podcast sucks. It's always the same prizes I get for free. <laughs> okay, well, we listened and we had variety. And this week we are giving away a pair of Aliana Rose sunglasses, a pair of your choice. These are valued at 100 no, oh, sorry. 
Nay, $225. Ooh. Solid prize. You get to pick your model. And this brand, it's an independent luxury eyewear designer based in New York City. They're designed in New York. It's optometrist founded and woman founded, by the way, I've got to say. They're made with Italian acetate and they're vintage inspired designs. I love her stuff. Mm. She's got these cool like asymmetric frames. They're just like different. Her stuff is different. I love it. Yeah, it's a a great prize. prize. $225. If you guess correctly, the number of times the word finger is uttered in the finale, you must submit your guess by commenting either below this YouTube video or over on the Instagram post for this recap. Do not email us. Do not DM us. You must use the numeral of the number of times you think the word finger will be uttered, and you must use either finger or word watch in your comment. You must include those words. Oh, you must submit your guess by uh, this Friday. Friday at midnight. If you guess correctly, you will be entered in a draw and then one name will be plucked and that person will win a $225 pair of sunglasses. Designer. I mean, it's fancy. what more do you want? It's yeah. a very ritzy prize this week. It sure is. And we have to specify that the word has to be used in the proper episode. Okay. So this is not after the final rose. No. Okay. This is just in the actual like, what do you call it? The non-final rows. Yeah, the Fiji. It has to be in Fiji. So even yes. if there's like a hot seat in between, sometimes they'll do that because it's live. Yeah. So they'll show the scene and then go to the hot seat live. It has to be filmed in Fiji. Yes. Okay. Not live. Nothing Not live. live. Okay. Okay, Andy, that is it for, I mean, we don't have to do predictions because everyone knows what we think is going to happen. Yeah. So do you have any final thoughts on this tell-all? I actually, to be honest, kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. You know what? I actually thought that we got to see some more, ironically, some more relaxed versions of, the, of, the of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And I also noticed, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, <laughs> but I noticed that no one didn't like Brayden. Did you notice that? Yeah. It felt like Time has passed and maybe like some of them had been on paradise with him. And we all know that villains go in paradise and become friends with people that they had previously hated. Yeah. Case in point, Shanae and Genevieve. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying that when they went after him, they went after him because they had to. It was part of the contract. Oh, it almost felt like there was a twinkle in everyone's eye. Yeah, they, they were like, they're, yeah, like Sean's like, okay, well, Brandon, here I go. I'm going to go after yeah. you. And he's I'm like, all right, man, thing, it's cool. Come it. on, bring it. It's okay. I can take it. And yeah. like everyone was nice to him. No one was coming after him in that sort of Jerry Springer way. Totally. I think that's what I liked about this tell-all is that it never reached Jerry Springer. No. It was always like, yes, we got the, the hashing it out, the talks, but the, no one was threatening anyone with violence. No, no. No one was screaming. No one was like cursing at each other yeah and the closest it came was peter peter did get some hate but eh, who knows yeah but even that felt like it was retroactive it was like the hate had already happened that was the one thing where i was like oh that's not great but i also feel like we don't have enough information so i don't know i didn't mind this tell-all and it was the first tell-all in a while that i felt that way about i agree i usually do not like tell-alls yeah. But I, I was I was totally okay I with it. I always like tell-alls, if I'm you do. honest. You love yeah, even tell-alls. when I don't like a tell-all, I like a tell-all. I want to see how people behave after watching themselves. Yeah, I respect even if that. I don't like how they behave, I'm like, eh, interesting. Hmm. Stroking my beard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that's a wrap. Yeah. For that's tell-all. It. Okay. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Leave us Apple and Spotify. Podcast ratings and reviews. Tell your friends and generally do all the things that I should mention at the top of every recap, but always uh. forget to do. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.